I'm Ken Smith, and this is Faces to Places, where we talk about all things Americana, and proudly sponsored by the Chisholm Lake Store Restaurant, where the taste of Americana lives. In this episode of Faces to Places, I ride over to the Mississippi River bottomlands of West Tennessee, and it's down there that I've talked with Bubba Humphreys, who's the owner and the operator of the very unique American steakhouse that they call the Chisholm Lake Store Restaurant. And while I was down there, Bubba was kind enough to sit down and have a talk with me there in the back room as we looked out over the lake. He told us about the food and the history and the atmosphere. Dog come along with Chisholm Lake. So pull up a chair and kick your feet up and have a listen. I hope you enjoy it. Season 2, Episode 7, Chisholm Lake Store Restaurant. Today I'm in West Tennessee, and I'm about as far west as you can go without going over into Arkansas, or I guess Mississippi River first, but I'm talking with Bubba Humphreys, who is the owner and operator of the Chisholm Lake store, and Bubba, it's not really a store, it's a restaurant, right? It, yeah, it's a little bit of both. They've always called it a store, but uh, back before we took it over, back years ago, the store's actually been here since back in the 70s. And we've been here for five years. There's been several people, you know, come in before we did. But uh, some of the people before we had it, I guess where they got the store deal was they kept it open through the week. Yeah. And served beanies and potato chips and cold sandwiches and all that kind of stuff, you know, and cold drinks for the farmers or anybody that was passing through. But yeah. Uh, since we've had it, we just opened it on Friday and Saturday because, for one, I've still got a full-time job that I work Monday through Thursday. So, you know, I can't be here to to keep it open through the week. So we just went to Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Friday, Saturday nights. And if, if it was any more than that right now, I don't think I could handle it. <laughs> so business is that good, huh? Business is real good right now. I just want to tell people where, where you're located because you're not going to run across this I mean, you're not going to be out riding around and just look over and see yeah. it. You got to know where it's at, and then you, you got to know where it's at, or you got to be following somebody or, or have knowledge of the area to to really get down here. Because once you drop off the bluff down in this bottom, and everybody calls this the Mississippi Bottoms, we're actually the way crow flies. We're about a mile, mile and a half from Mississippi River, uh, so we you know deal with a lot of water down here during times of flood and stuff like that, but. A lot of times, and, and I guess depending on what kind of GPS you got, once you drop off that bluff, you can throw that thing out the window just like a cell phone, you know. So you kind of got to know where you're going <laughs> down here. We, that's what we tell people that once you think you're lost, you about two more miles you'll be here. So. Yeah. You know, I thought all of West Tennessee was just flat, but I was shocked, man, whenever I started coming back in here and it started going downhill. Coming down these bluffs yeah. and all before you get here. It's like you was in the mountains yeah, there for man, a minute. People don't realize that we've got some – pretty good size hills around here yeah that i was shocked because you know all my family's from west tennessee right all i've ever seen was the flatland but it's dropping off down into the bottom lands yeah you, you're you're at the very bottom down here yeah guarantee you when like i said it when when you know floodwaters and all that start to come out this is one of the first areas that the water backs into okay so. and, and you was telling me this right out back because we're looking out back here at all the cypress trees that are that grow out in the water and you know around nashville is where i'm from it 
we don't have anything like that. Mm. So that's kind of like Real Foot Lake has those cypress trees, and they're right here. Right. This, I mean, we're it, we're sitting here right looking out on the back deck right here, and you're looking out on the lake, and then you got the old riverbed that runs back up the bottom here, meanders around back north and dumps into the Mississippi River. I mean, so you're you you're right here in the middle of Mother Nature. I I was looking on the map, man. Just let me uh some of the wildlife areas around here. I just want to name them real quick while we're talking about all this. The Chickasaw National Wildlife Refuge. That's just on the map, that's just on the other side of the lake. Well, that, that's right. And on the back side of the lake, they join us, and they've actually bought property here that joins us right out here on the other side of our parking lot now. So we're pretty much surrounded 360 degrees other than the right of way in here by Chickasaw National Wildlife Refuge, okay. which is about 30, 40-something thousand acres right in here, which is public hunting yeah. ground, you know. So, And there's a lot of people uh, come in here in the fall and the winter, you know, duck hunting deer hunting squirrel hunting i mean any kind of hunting that's here in tennessee it, it's right here right here I mean, it, we're knocking on the door and some other places now i know they're not right here where you're at but they're around here close is the anderson tully state wildlife management area and uh you see the lower hatchy that's right national wildlife refuge and miles island state wildlife management area i mean all those places are right here they're, no, they're, they're all right with, here, they're, but they're they're very close. All right? within an earshot right here that you can get in a truck or a side by side and be at any of those places in a matter of a twenty minutes or so. Okay. Everything once you drop off the bluff and get into the bottomlands like you like you were talking about, most of the houses and everything's up on steel. Everything down here that's left below that bluff is on stilts, uh which back Years ago, back in the 20s or 30s, my, my grandparents were raised up down here. They had houses and homesteads all down here in this bottom, but, you know, they weren't up on stilts. And, and there's a reason that they're not here now. I mean, the, we've had so much water in the last few years that those old houses like that that were left, they're just demolished. They just, you know, they're just gone. tore down or yeah. whatever. They, they weren't kept up. But, it, you know, it, to, to be safe down here, you need to be up 15, 20 foot off the ground on stilts. Okay. Whenever I came in, I noticed that uh, there was some styrofoam on the bottom of your restaurant. Yeah. So tell me about that. What's up, what, what's up the, with that styrofoam? Well, the, the, the story on the styrofoam is um, the styrofoam goes back to the last part of 94, 95. Uh, nine, spring, summer of 94, was the last time that the store didn't float, that it was stationary on the stilts. So the club decided that, you know, it, it, we need to try to make this thing float if we want to be able to save it because of all this water we deal with. So the timbers that are up under it, they went in and cut the timbers and built these guides and then put, it's uh, 40, no, there's 56 pieces of styrofoam up under the store that are four by eight by two. And believe it or not, when this thing floats, you would think, you know, man, all this current and wind waves and everything out here, this water, you would think you'd be sloshing around or whatever. When this thing floats up, man, you, you never even know it's floating. Never know. It's, it's just as still as anything. And then you got these guides on each corner of the store that when it floats up and the current's pushing on it a little bit, it'll guide it, set it right back down yeah. where it's supposed to. So what he's talking about guides, I look out there and you see it's like, Four is uh, like a steel post. Yeah, it's like it's steel each corner beams of the on each corner, like a 
12 by 12 by 12 by 12 square. It's about a foot, you know, and it floats all the way up. Uh, one little story about those guides are we had what they call the big water in 2011. I know, uh, I think, was it 2010, they had some major flooding in Nashville and stuff. Yeah. But mm -hmm. in 2011 is when we had the big water here. We actually had to come down here, brought several boats, but these guides on the corners of the store, we were scared that the water was going to get up so high that the store was going to float up off of it and it'd be gone. So we out of a boat added four and a half foot on each one of these guides at the corner of the store. And when the river finally crested, it liked about six inches floating off the top, even with that four and a half foot. That oh, we wow. So y'all, y'all saved the store, saved the store by coming down here in a boat and, and welding that extra four and a wow. half foot on there. Well, that was some good foresight there to, you know, to, but you know, and like walking in, when you, when you come in here in the parking lot, you imagine where these guides, this store being up that high, you look out there, uh, they had to kill the electricity on the power lines, you know, because the water was up. You could actually ride down here in a boat and lay your hand on a transformer. The water was that high, so yeah. they killed all the power and everything okay. down here, you know, keep anybody from getting hurt. Yeah. So when it floods and the water gets up that high, do y'all just have to close business till it goes back down? Or well, what, it, what for, happens? for the most part, we do. It, it A lot of it depends on the weather and the time of the year. Uh, in the last couple of years, we were out with the water so much. Uh, if you took the period of two years – when the water was up, we were out for 54 weeks. So like, you know, this is sitting here. We're not, we're not open. It's not making any money. So we're sitting there, you know, scratching our heads, trying to figure out what to do. And my wife kind of looked at me one day and, and she said it jokingly, but I, you know, I kind of got to thinking about it. She said, well, you know, used to when the water come up, said they always, everybody got in their boats and went down to the store on Saturday afternoon. And that was, you know, kind of the hangout. She said, but why can't we do that and open the store? And I was like, you know, kind of got thinking about it a little bit. And I said, well, I guess we could. I said, the only problem with that is, I said, we can't get a truck down there. We can't get our delivery trucks down here. You know, food trucks, beer trucks, whatever, that normally run on Wednesdays. She said, well, yeah. She said, we'll just have them deliver somewhere else we'll go pick it up we'll go down there and put it in a boat and then haul it in i was like man you're talking about making six or eight trips in a boat here just to get enough inventory to open she said i think it would work she said it'd be something different you know for people to experience and come down mm -hmm. and kind of bring back the old days of chisholm lake store you know opening yeah. on saturday you know when the weather's pretty and everybody comes down on saturday afternoon so I was like, okay, we're, we're going to try it. So we put our orders in, done all that, put everything in a boat, hauled everything down here, you know, got everything ready. First one went pretty good. It was, it, it actually did a little bit better than what I expected, mm -hmm. but, you know, it, it wasn't really what I expected. So I was like, ah, you know, well, maybe we just got to get the word out, you know, so. I said, we don't want to do it so much that you run it in the ground. You got to, you know, do it every once a month or something like that to, to make, to build it up, you know, advertise mm -hmm. it, build it up, you know, get people talking about it. 
So that's what we did. We waited about a month before we did the next one, but we really pushed it on our Facebook page. And um, word of mouth and people around here, the local people that kind of got excited about getting in a boat and coming back down Chisholm Lake. So the next one we did was like, I was like, man, that, that's, that's pretty good. You know, it was about near double of what the first one was. Mm-hmm. I, I had a number I was trying to get to, you know, so we did that one. And I said, well, let's wait just a little bit longer before we did this next one. Because, I mean, the water going down wasn't going to be, you know, it wasn't going down anytime soon, and we knew it. We had plenty of time. I said, let's, let's go about a month and a half before we do this next one. So we did, and it was bigger than the last one. I was like, at some point in time, I know we're going to peak. I said, but I don't think we're there yet. And she's like, no, no, I think that's, you know, that's about all we can do. And, I mean, people would have boats tied up around this store. They were walking across them, making walkways out here to tie up the trees and the pavilion. And, and so I said, all right, we're going to do one more. This was it. Uh, the last one we done was the middle of June of last year. And I said, we're really going to advertise it a lot. You know, I said, we've got a lot of followers on our Facebook page. We've got 11,000, 12,000 followers on there. And I said, we're really going to push it. We're going to, you know, taking a lot of pictures that we had taken from the three previous ones and put on there and trying to show everybody how much fun it would be and all this kind of stuff. So we did that fourth one. We had about, if I remember right, it was like 255 people here. Wow. Which you can imagine just walking around this store. <laughs> yeah, and how, many looking, people, how many people with a hose here? We, we can actually seat about 180. But we had people on the front porch. We had them on the deck. People were sitting down in their boats talking to people on the deck and the porch. And, hell, they were they were pulling up to the cook room back here. I mean, we had the doors <laughs> and windows open, and we were right there cooking, and they'd pull the boat right up. You know, we even had people, believe this or not, we had some of our regular customers that, we, like I said, we'd been out for months. They didn't want to come down here and stay because they weren't sure about it. Yeah. So they did to-go orders. They put a boat in, drove miles, put a boat in, come down here in their boat, met them out here on the front porch and handed them their their to-go orders, and they went back and loaded their boat and carried their stuff home and ate it. I mean, we (laughs) had people that drove 30 minutes or an hour to get a to-go order. Yeah. And that just that blew my mind. I I was like, I don't know why people do that. You know, we had a group of – there was 13 people and they were all, most of them were all older people, older than I am. I, I say older, but they were older than I am. They put a pontoon boat in south of St. Louis, mm-hmm. made the trip down the river, got out here, come in the Obine, and they had a, they had a big plastic 55 gallon drum of gas sitting on the back of that pontoon to make the trip back upriver. I was like, why in the world would y'all come down here to a place like that? You know, place I like guess this? that was an adventure for them. And, and it was. I mean, they, they said, we've heard about it. We've seen stuff on Facebook, and we just want to come see what it was about. And this boat night was a was a different deal, you know, versus getting in a car and driving down there and staying a day or two. So yeah. they, they come down here in a pontoon boat. Now, we do have one, one of our biggest crowds um, that come on a regular basis comes out of Missouri which is across the Mississippi River. We've got a group comes over. We call them the limo crew. They, uh, the guy that, that 
brings them over here, he owns a limo, and he'll fill it up. And if he doesn't have enough room in that limo to bring the crowd that he's bringing at night, they've got one of these, I don't know, some kind of little bus type thing that holds about 30 or 35 people. They'll load that thing down and bring it over here. But they come about once every three weeks or a month, you know, Yeah. and come over here and hang out and have a good time and go back home. Yeah. Wow. Now that we've kind of talked about your restaurant and what's around here, and that, that reminds me, man, I stopped down there at this, this bridge. It was right down the road here. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, take Cuckabur picture. Slough. This what? Cucklebur Slough is what we call it. <laughs> well, it should be. <laughs> Should be Snake Alley, man, because uh, I stopped there. I was uh, taking a picture of those cypress trees. I stepped out of the truck, man. I I took a couple pictures and I looked down. There was a big snake skin right between my legs, laying there, man. <laughs> man I about it, jumped out of my it, boots. There, dude. there are probably, and this is no joke. I'm terrified of snakes. That's the only thing in this world that I think I'm scared of is snake. But there are snakes down here that. I'm telling you, man, if if they bit you and you had an anti-venom shot in your pocket, you know, if you were out here around yeah. one of these trees or something, there was one out there, you probably wouldn't make it 30 minutes out of here, you know. I know I wouldn't. I, yeah. I'd have a heart attack, but <laughs> it, it's snakes. Now, water moccasins down here big as my arm. Wow. I believe it, man, because there's, there's water everywhere down here. But something else, too, is I'm looking around in here. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about the inside of your store in a minute, but first, I know people's probably won't know what it is that you serve what's on your menu and, well, what, and what's your specialty well i don't know that we have a specialty our, our i guess probably the item that we sell more of are, are probably the steaks we do and we only cook ribeyes occasionally we do a filet uh, but every week on a weekly basis it's ribeyes we mm-hmm. do ribeyes we do crab legs uh we do grilled shrimp we do chicken Monterey. We've just recently added a inch and a half thick pork chop. Uh, we do fried grilled chicken salads. Uh, we do chicken tenders, hot dogs, stuff like that for the kids, and uh, which we've got a salad bar and you know, baked potatoes, French fries, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, our salad bar, everything as far as our produce, it's on that salad bar. It's all right here, grown local. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't bring anything in off a truck. Uh, sometimes in the wintertime we do, but anytime we can buy local, we do, right. you know, we, we try to keep as much as our business right here local as we can. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that local produce, man, I mean, anytime you get local, it's better, but Ripley's not far from here, is it? No, we're, we're 15 minutes from Ripley and, you know, everybody says Ripley has the world's best tomatoes. Yeah. So I, 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 we yeah. have them on the side of the bar every week. Yeah. So anybody look, anybody listening to this, look up Ripley tomatoes, uh, and they're always right before most everything they, else, they too, are. for some and reason. Most of the growers around here raise enough, uh, plant them, you know, keep them separated enough that, that they can supply us tomatoes from the later part of the spring up until the end of the summer. Okay. About six months out of the year, we've got fresh tomatoes. All right. Wow, that's that's quite a bit, man, six months. So your steaks, you know, because I grill and smoke a lot, and I know the ribeyes, man, that's, you know, there's no need to get anything else. Ribeyes is where it's at anyway so that's yeah, so we that's we, we cook ribeyes we uh we cut them about an inch and a half thick uh we went to certified angus beef and we get that right here locally uh they bring our loins in we get them cut trim them up right here i mean they're cut every day mm-hmm. i was here this morning cutting steaks before you got here uh we'll cook tonight and then once we get done tonight i'll come back in in the morning 
and we'll start pulling loins out and we'll cut steaks for we, we try to cut enough for what we think we based off our reservations and you know our normal crowd and all that but it, there are some occasions that we'll be back there cooking on friday or saturday night and my youngest son hayden he helps me cook back here in the cook room and, and he'll start cutting steaks again sometimes seven thirty, eight o'clock just to get us through the night if we start running low so, yeah well, that's one thing we've never done. We've never run out of steaks. We've gotten close, but we've never <laughs> run out of steaks. Never run out. Never run out. What? That's a good thing. So you do all the cooking? I do everything on the grill. I've got a and, – and the thing about – and we hadn't talked about this. It's a family operation. My wife works here. My oldest son worked here uh, before he got married and had our first grandchild. And now my youngest son, he helps me in the back. Um, I've got two boys that helped me back there that I coached their little league baseball team, known them ever since, you know, they were old enough to knee high to a grasshopper. Mm -hmm. Um, got them two working here, helping in the back. Their sister works here. And then, uh, part of our kitchen staff is two sisters, a daughter and a grandson. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all family here. I mean, you know, everybody's tight knit and. Even though they're not related to us or blood kin, we their their family does. Right. So, you know. Well, see that's that's awesome, man. Because see that's what my podcast is about. It's about Americana stuff, mm-hmm. and you know it's West Tennessee. I'll, I mean, this is real right here. You got your family working here, you know, and that's what that's what America's about, man. It, it, it's you know? it, it's as real as it gets right here, you know. And, and these people that are down here working for us, we couldn't do what we do without them. And we try to take care of them. And like I said, they want to work. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, there's a lot of places and situations right now where people, they don't want to work. But I'm yeah. telling you, these people right here, they all have full-time jobs. Other than my youngest son, he's in high school. Uh, but they all have full-time jobs. And just as soon as they get off work on Friday afternoon, they hop in the car. They're straight down here. They walk through the door. There, I've got everything ready for them, and we start rolling. I mean, okay. we, we like to grill at five o'clock, and when they walk in, we've usually got people lined out the door right there. Wow. So okay, they they're ready, willing, and able. Yeah. We couldn't do it without them. Your steaks, what's your secret, man? I mean, I mean, I know you're saying atmosphere, but dude, your your food's got to be good. And see, I hadn't eat, I hadn't eaten here yet. I'm I'm going to tonight when they open, but. But the food's got to be good, or people wouldn't come here just for atmosphere. They, Man, I, I, I don't thing? know. I, I don't know what the deal is. Everybody swears up and down. I, I think it's the grate that I cook on. I had that grate made after we had been here about six months or so, and I realized that the grate I was cooking on wasn't big enough. Mm-hmm. I couldn't cook enough. I couldn't cook it fast enough. So I had a, a guy make me a new stainless grate and which it's seasoned in it, you know we walk back in here in a little bit look at it and people's like man that is the awfulest looking thing i've ever seen in my life is you need to clean it i was like Mm-mm, i ain't cleaning that thing the way i clean it is when it the grates get to where you can't hardly see between them i take a hammer <laughs> and hit it and knock some of that yeah. char and stuff off of it but I'm not cleaning that grate. I mean, and like I said, people swear up and down our steaks are marinated. I'll walk you back there right now. You can come back there tonight. Anybody that comes to Chisholm Lake store, and here's the thing. If you come to Chisholm Lake store, 
and you come up here and you order a steak, there's two things or three, you know, you can do. You can walk back there in that tub, and you're going to see that those steaks are not marinated. Mm-hmm. Now, they've got some stuff on them. Now, if I told you what I put on them, I'd have to keep <laughs> and I. I'd never be found down here, man. Down here, down here, you can look. I think there's probably been bodies lost down here before. Yeah, we'll keep keep that to yourself. But but anyway, yeah, that's right. But anyway, they're not marinated. You can come back here and get in that tub. We usually have about three tubs of steaks ready to go on the grill. You can pick your own steak out. I mean, if you want to, you can cook it. You know, I'll let you cook. I don't care. But you can come back here and hang out with the cook or whatever you want to do we can chit chat and all that kind of stuff not too many places around here you're not going to go to outback or longhorn or anything like i don't think you're going to go back there and pick out your steak or even go back and hang out with a cook and talk to him right right. well uh your shrimp your shrimp and stuff are they you grill those or how you cook we do we we like this morning i've been cooking shrimp we cooked about 60 pounds this morning uh we'll pull it out of the pot we boil it, get it done. We'll shock it, let it cool down real good, and then uh, we'll throw it on the grill. Somebody orders shrimp or steak and shrimp or whatever they want. We'll throw it on the ground and then season it up on the grill some more. Yeah, uh, right there. So, and some people want it without seasoning. Yeah, I like the fact that you have a simple menu and that you know. So you come here and you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good steak, or you're going to get shrimp, or you're going to get chicken. So I've eaten at places that has those things plus spaghetti and and I think if you just focused on two you know two or three of those things that's on the menu and got them really good they would bring in more people than you know if you had a big elaborate menu. Well, and that's the thing when we when we first started they uh, they cooked steak on Friday night and then on Saturday night they cooked steak and crab legs. So the whole time we're getting ready to, to take over down here, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I said, there's got to be a few things that we can add to the menu and not overwhelm ourselves. Because our thing down here, too, is we don't have a lot of space. We don't have a lot of kitchen space. We don't have a lot of, I mean, we can seat about 180 people. We don't have a lot of storage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for one, you don't know, like we're talking about with the water, water go. If, if the water comes up for months and months and months at a time and they have to cut the electricity off then we got to do something with all these freezers you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so we, we're limited in, in what we can hold so we're sitting there we're thinking and best like well what do you cook at home that you know we really really like so i'm sitting there going over everything and she's like well your chicken monterey is pretty good i was like well you know it's all right or whatever i don't know if it's restaurant quality but we'll try it so we started off with the adding the chicken Monterey and the grilled shrimp. And kind of at first, it started off real, real slow. You know, I was like, I just don't even think it's worth putting it on the menu. But And two, we wanted to add something uh, to the menu for somebody that didn't might not have as much money as the next guy that could come down here for 15 bucks or so and get a, a meal, you know, yeah. to get a a chicken Monterey and a salad and a baked potato and a drink or whatever. And, you know, might not have 30, 40, 50 bucks to spend. So we kind of went that route. And then, so we're sitting here this last year when the water's up this, this winter and spring and trying to figure out, you know, you know, I think 
we got enough room to maybe add one more thing to the menu. So we've added a pork chop. We've got an inch and a half thick pork chop now that we we do, and, it, and it's going over pretty good. And, and it's taken a little time to grow, just like the grilled chicken and the and the grilled shrimp did. There's weekends that here lately because business is good. We've run out of shrimp and we've run out of chicken, mom, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's hard to, to figure on how many chicken breasts or how many pounds of shrimp, and you know, you can only hold so much. But yeah, that, one thing we've never run out of steak. That's one thing we're we're not going to run out of steak. I don't care what happens. <laughs> uh, we've come close to running out of crab legs. We haven't, but we you know it's yeah. been close. But but that's our two main things. We, we probably we do more more steak and crab legs than we do anything mm-hmm. else. Well, a good grilled pork chop or pork steak like that's good. I, I'm telling you, man. I just soon eat pork chop, and I love steak. Mm-hmm. I do. Used to before we took store over here. I'd eat steak two or three times a week. I, I love steak. Yeah. I still love steak, but I don't eat steak anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if we go out somewhere or if one of my boys cooks a steak or something, I might eat it. But I don't I don't eat crab legs anymore. I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat chicken Monterey anymore, but I still eat a pork <laughs> chop every once in a while. Yeah. I, I just soon have a hot dog. I mean, it's kind of one of those things yeah. for two days straight, you sit there and cook. 800 or a thousand steaks yeah you, you know when you go somewhere to eat it's like man i don't think i want steak you know yeah. you get tired of looking i at don't them. blame you there man plus it's i don't care what anybody says man I, it's hard to beat a good hot dog hey i'm telling you <laughs> i've got a pack of hot dogs back there in the refrigerator right now and, and my wife i mean she was like when we take everybody's order at the end of the night all of our staff when we when we get close to being done cooking and, and that's another thing about working down here. You eat for free. You eat whatever yeah. you want for free. I mean, that's part of working here. Right. Uh, so at the end of the night, usually, and, and BB is best nickname. That's what the grandkids call her, and everybody down here calls her BB. So I'm looking down the list, and Hayden, you know, he goes out and writes the list, and it's got BB, and it says two hot dogs. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, she she's kind of like I am. Yeah. Uh, she gets tired of looking at the steaks too, but we we do we eat a lot of hot dogs. That, have you been cooking for a long time? I mean, man, you know? I, I guess my cooking started when I was uh, a freshman, sophomore in high school. My mother had a stroke, and uh, so she was in the hospital for an extended period of time. And so you can imagine going back and forth to the hospital every day. We were going driving back and forth to Memphis every day i mean dad went every day sometimes twice a day so we were farming he'd go down there in the mornings talk to the doctors you know drive back and he'd either go back at you know like three or four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever because you can only go in there like 30 minutes at a time sometimes i was with him but you know most days you know i was going back four four or five days a week with him and so we were eating out a lot you know there's only so many days or so many times a week that you can eat it mcdonald's or wendy's or hamburger joint or kfc whatever it was so and mama always done all the cooking so i'm sitting there one day at the house and i was like i'm hungry you know i didn't want to run up town and get a piece of chicken or anything like that because i you know eating all this stuff running up down the highway so i just started tinkering around in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. daddy 
come home at night. I can't remember. Melinda might have come over, whatever. And I had a full course meal laid out there. And they were like, what is this about? And I was like, you know what? I said, you know, mama's always done all the cooking. And I said, we've been eating out. And I said, I just want some some real food. I want some dang black-eyed peas, <laughs> some corn. You know, I want some yeah. real food. You want, you want some and, good food. And so from that point on, man, I just got to taking around, playing around on the grill. And, and I just, I like to cook, you yeah. know. And, and I don't know how to cook for just one or two. I just, you know, we, when I cook, we got leftovers, you know, yeah. we, we can eat on all week, but we're like most people that sits there and you cook something else the next night, you know, you yeah. know? but, yeah. but that's how my cooking got started, I guess. Well, that's my wife's kind of like, uh, you're talking about cooking for a bunch of people. My wife makes the best potato salad in the world, but she can't make it for three or four. She has mm-hmm. to make it for like 20 or 30. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking a tub full. I'm the same way. I mean, like when I cook, I I cook a pot of beans or a pot of peas, and and you know, like it's just three of us at home now. But I can't just cook three pork chops or three of whatever I'm cooking. I'm like, I got to cook. You know, call some people, get them over here, let's (laughs) eat. You know, so that's the way it is when Mary makes potato salad. Man, we're we're like uh, eating it for breakfast and everything else. Yeah. You don't want to waste it. I mean, you no. got to eat it. You know? Man, potato salad and Pepsi's makes a good breakfast. That's I don't right. care what he makes. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man, we, we, we'll have baked potatoes left over down here. And you want to talk about next morning, man, getting up and chopping them potatoes up, putting you some onions in there, and yeah. get you some country ham or some sausage Woo. or some bacon going. And mm. I'm telling you, brother, it, it, that's where it's at. I, I, a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I was talking about not eating because I look at this stuff all the time. I work Monday through Thursday, 10 hours a day at my, my normal job. Yeah. And this is my, my, this is my weekend gig here. So I work Monday through Thursday. When I get off on Thursday afternoon, I eat supper Thursday night. I won't eat again until Sunday. I just, I, I can't do food, you know, Fridays I'm down here getting everything ready. So, so everything's ready when everybody walks in. Uh, I cook Friday night. I've looked at all that food all night long. I don't, you know, like I said, I might mm. eat a hot dog or something like that. I don't really want anything to eat. So I'm up, crack a day, you know, five thirty, six o'clock on Saturday morning, going to get some more loins or whatever we need, you know, from the mm. night before. Get it down here, getting everything ready. And then Saturday night when I get done, I was like, I just, man, I, I just, you know, I, I'd like to eat, but I just don't think I can eat, mm. especially when it's hot like it yeah. is now. Cause oh, it, I don't blame you. Back there around that grill, man, it, it's, it's smoking. I'm telling you, it's yeah. hot. So usually by the time Sunday morning rolls around, I'm ready to get up and eat something. You know, mm. I, I'm full-blown breakfast on Sunday morning, and I'll cook lunch and cook supper too i mean I, i'm ready to eat something yeah. I, I mean i gotta do three days worth of catching up so. <laughs> i mean you look at me yeah. and tell i i don't miss many meals other than on friday and saturday yeah but. me and you neither man i i don't miss any meals at all uh yeah i'm kind of conscious about your times i know you got to get get rolling here in just a few minutes but let's talk uh real real quick about the inside of your stores i'm looking in this part right here that we're in it's like an addition that's uh right by the deck and we're looking out over the lake but there's deer heads and 
uh, there's a bear bear skin rug right behind me, and then there's a I guess that's a duck. Is that a that, duck? Yeah, snow goose. We got snow goose. Deer that's what it is. This is what the, all the club and the members always called the club rope. And we always tried to keep it reserved for any of the any of the members yeah, yeah. that come in yeah. that they were had a guaranteed place to sit. Yeah. Uh, so that I always called this club room. We've got bobcats, we've got turtles, we've got turkeys, we've got swans, we've got all kind of wildlife hanging in here because that's part of Chisholm Lake. I yeah. mean, that's we that, got all this hunting area around here. Uh, you know, a lot of the members, you might not see a lot of them till the fall and the winter. That's when they come in and hunt. They're here mm -hmm. at camp or whatever, come down to the store and eat. But, I mean, that, that's just – that's part of the store. Right? That's, you know, right. that's Chisholm Lake. Sure. It? Also back there, you get, uh, you got a jukebox back there. So, that's a, you got some good music on yeah, there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little bit of everything on there. The – club lake chisholm outing club here was created in 1926 uh the club itself has 150 shares now some people own more than one share now as far as members i think it's like 120 something members like i said some of them own more than one share uh, this is all private down here but the restaurant is open to the public mm -hmm. so i mean that kind of sounds crazy but Anyway, we're, we're a public restaurant. Um, so, like I said, the club was created in the 20s, the charter. The store itself that we serve out of was built in the 70s. And the store's actually been added on to seven times. It started out as a one-room shack here for the members of the club to come down here and convene and you know, if they wanted to cook something, they could. If they wanted to play cards or whatever, it was just kind of like a like a main camp house or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, for them to come gather. So they started adding on to it. Well, then in 77, 78, one of the members, uh, he made a decision. He said, you know what? I said, but I think we can, we, they called it the store then, uh, they were selling cold sandwiches and beanie weenies and Coca-Colas and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, mainly to people that were working for farmers or farmers or whatever down here in the bottom, mm -hmm. just so people down here wouldn't have to go all the way back to town to, you know, get stuff. They had cold meat and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how the store started. Well, the next guy that come in said, well, you know what? I think I can put me a little grill back there and said, we'll start cooking steaks. And, so they did. So the, the the first owner of the store, they started cooking steaks, and they had steak only. That's all they done. They cooked steak on Saturday night. So and they considered a big night back in 25, 30 people. You know, if they cooked 25, 30 steaks, man, they were, they were doing yeah, it. They yeah. were dancing on top of the world. Yeah. So and it just kind of snowballed and snowballed. And so Chisholm Lake store kind of became a thing around here that, you know, everybody local knew about it. And there's a lot of people from out of the county or, like I said, across the river, across out of state to come and eat. And it's, man, I don't know. It's just one of those things that we, when we took it, I, I thought I could take it maybe to the next level. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to take me a, you know, 
couple, two or three years to do it. But man, it happened in like six months. And I'm telling you, it, it kind of just blew us away. And like, you know, one of the older guys that had it right before I did, he considered Friday night, he, he considered a big Friday night, 50 to 75 stakes. And Saturday night, if he crossed the century line, if he did 100 plates, man, I'm telling you, he was on top of the world. Mm -hmm. And so now um, we've got it and we've turned it around. It's doing good. We might do 250, 350 on Friday night and sometimes four, five, six hundred on Saturday night. No way. It's hard to imagine that kind of volume coming through this place. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked but when you throw I, those numbers in. But I'm telling you, man, it, it, it we, we run them through here. And people, we have kids that have birthday parties down here and people, I mean, adults, and they've been big groups. And, I mean, you just can't imagine. It, it, I'm telling you, it, it just blew me away for, for what it turned mm -hmm. into. Well, dude, what are you doing sitting right here? I'd be a nervous wreck, man, if I knew I had that many people coming. Well, <laughs> when I I'd first, be doing something. When I first started, man, it it was like a, a when I'd get off work, I was down here doing something every day. You know, I was like, so so like when we first took it over, I was here every day of the week when I got off work doing something. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I hadn't got in that rhythm. I hadn't figured out. You know how long it takes me to do this how long it takes i didn't realize when i first started doing it how much work was involved in the restaurant business mm -hmm. i always thought you know they bring everything to you you just throw it over there and you just like to grill and you know let her rip but it, it's it's not like that but now i don't come down here every day um i don't have to i've got it down some people say it's an art, a science, or whatever. But, I mean, I know how long it takes me to get everything ready. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I get in here, I come up a little while on Thursday night, and there's like there's three things I do on Thursday night so that I don't have to do on Friday. And there's certain things, and I do certain things in a certain order, and I do it the same way every week. And my wife gets mad at me. She, I'm surprised she hadn't killed me yet, but. She can come down here to help me, or somebody comes down here to help me, and and they start doing this over here, and I'm doing this, and I'm not ready for this, and it just throws me all out of whack, <laughs> yeah. and I just I forget what I'm doing and where I'm at, and I you know I've got a system that in about four hours I can have everything ready to go to start up on Friday night. Okay, well you got it down then. That's good. But I, I like I said I go in a certain order. Because I've gotten used to it, and that way I don't forget anything. I have on occasion. Now, this is this is good stuff right here. The girls would come in, the, the ladies would come in in the afternoon to start work, and the first thing they start doing when they get here, one of the first things they start doing is pulling potatoes out of the oven putting them in the warmer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know on two different occasions, I'd be back in the cook room, grill's already going. I mean, getting it burnt down and everything, getting ready to start cooking, and and Miss Sylvia or Miss Sarah would come back there and say, Bubba, you've got to turn potatoes on. Uh-oh. I was like, do what? You've got to turn potatoes on. So, like, I'd go in there and I was like, oh, something's wrong. Something's not right. Well, sure enough, you got three or 400 potatoes sitting in the oven right there <laughs> that should have been turned on at 3 o'clock, and it's 5.15, and they're still just hard as a brick. 
Yeah. So like they're unwrapping them and trying to throw some in the microwave to get enough, you know, to get started. Yeah. And I'm freaking out. And I mean, <laughs> that, that, but I mean, that was kind of in the early days. Yeah. I hadn't done that lately. Yeah. That, was something that sound like something I'd do, man. I'm known for doing stuff like that. But there's one more thing I want to ask you about that I saw in there. Was those, uh, man, there was dollar bills hanging up all over the wall in there. Yeah. What, what, what's the story behind all those dollar bills? The first dollar bills that were ever hung up in there, the, the story behind them, they're brown. So like I said, in 94 was the last year the store didn't float. So the old guy that had the store's name was Bones Wade. We come down here to in a boat to help him start cleaning the store out because the water was up in it. Water was like three foot deep in here. And you can look around like in there on some of the walls on some of that poplar and stuff, and you see water, old water marks and stuff in there. So, like, when we got down here in the boat, the front door was open. Mm-hmm. The wind waves had, like, opened the door up. And Bones always had a cash register that kind of set down, I don't know, two, three foot off the ground back here behind the, where the bar is. And the drawer was open on that thing. And, man, we got to looking in the store. And there was six or eight, ten dollar bills floating around there. So, like, man, that's the first thing he done was grab them dollar bills. Mm-hmm. And um, so we looked. We couldn't. He don't know how much money he had in that cash register. And so we found those dollar bills, and, and he put them up there. He climbed up on a bar stool or something that day and put those dollar bills on that main beam in the middle of the store for them to dry out. Well, so they've been there ever since ever the since mid eighties. Wow. You know? Okay. Uh, been there for a long, long time, and I guess people just saw those things up there, and so now the the deal is down here. If you like, you look behind the bar and on the wall beside the bar, and then coming down the front part of the eating area here, there's dollar bills all over the wall. People sign them and date them and whatever mm. you know, and just staple them up there on the wall so we've got a dollar bill wall going oh, ahead man so. i'm gonna put so if i put faces to places if i write that on there and staple it up there you'll be able to tell i, I guarantee what that you that's right <laughs> well i want to do that man that's so that, that's the story on the dollar bill okay all right so uh the people you said something about reservations earlier mm-hmm. uh, can so people can make reservations people can make reservations um do they, when, when, do they have to? They don't have to. Reservations are not required. We take walk-in crowd. Uh, when we first started taking reservations, we would take reservations for any number. One, two, ten, twenty, whatever it was. Uh, but our reservations kind of got out of hand because people would get used to They would come down here and they'd see the line out the door and, like, we'd have a table reserved. And, I mean, that's the thing. We tell people, just because you make reservations, and I know this is kind of, I'm telling you, we're in our own zip code down mm-hmm. here. This is this place a little different than anywhere <laughs> you've ever been. Most time, if you make reservations at a restaurant, you walk right in. Right. But we tell everybody here, just because you make reservations <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to walk straight in here because we don't know who's going to walk through that door. Right. We put a sign on a table, reserved. Mm-hmm. for such and such you know whatever uh, i'm cooking and everybody else is working and some people just disregard that sign and <laughs> sit down there because they want to sit down and eat so yeah. i mean we get them in here as quick as we can but what we've done we tried to limit our number of re- reservations that we take now we we try not to take we like to have them groups of six or more mm-hmm. i mean we have had them up to 75 
but you know you get those reservations from one or two or three people if they come here without reservations we can get them in pretty quick i mean okay. you know because you got those bigger groups out there waiting and they're you know in 15 20 30 minutes we, we can get a, a small crowd in here okay but, but we do take reservations and like i said it's people that reserve big um, they reserve this room a lot of times mm-hmm. you know if they're doing a birthday party or an anniversary or something like that but right. you know everything can be done as far as contacting us making reservations everything can be done on our facebook page okay so so facebook is the way to find out chisholm about- lake store restaurant on facebook um there's pictures i mean we put stuff on there about being open being closed with the water i mean we, we weekly updates on there all the time so. okay all right well i'm gonna hang around till you open man i'm gonna get me something to eat here i'm not sure what it's gonna be but uh after you open i'm gonna walk around uh, with my little handheld recorder and uh maybe talk to some people and see what they think about the restaurant if you got any any regulars we, we do. We have people that come in every week, whether it be Friday or Saturday. They get here at the same time. They sit at the same table. They usually, what they a lot of times do, sometimes they get the same things, but a lot of times when I look at their ticket, they alternate from one week to the next. Like mm-hmm. this week they might eat pork chop, next week they're going to eat steak. But they always get one or two of the same things just about right. every week. Okay. All right. Well, I'll see if I can talk to some, some of those folks. And, uh, Bubba Humphreys, you and your family and what y'all do here at Chisholm Lake Restaurant or Chisholm Lake Store is uh, about as Americana as it gets, man. And I appreciate you taking time out and uh, sitting down here and talking with me. And I'm looking forward to some good food later. Thank you. Appreciate it. Ken. All right. Thanks for talking. Hi. I'm talking with Amy and Keith and uh, Bubba told me they were regulars. I noticed they I came by right when they brought their food so I let them eat and so I so they can tell me about it and uh, so I, I know you had a steak I see yes. a little bit left there yeah. so what, what, that was mine that was yours <laughs> he, he got what was left of mine okay well what's that's your? typical uh that's why I'm so so big is I have to eat what's, what she doesn't eat uh, so uh so how often y'all come here to eat uh, at least one or two Friday nights out of the month. Out of the month? Sometimes yeah. every Friday night. Yeah. Wow. We have, we have been on a roll where we've been down here. Now, we like Friday nights. Yeah. Uh, we, the Bubba opens up the grill at 5, and uh, we like getting down here right at 5. Okay. Uh, the, the place gets crowded toward the end of the night. And uh, we like getting down here and getting out uh, by the time the crowd gets here. Okay. So what, what time is it? I don't even know what time it is. About, About six, six. Six o'clock? So okay. we're in and out by six. All right. And then it'll Typical. start getting busy. Typically. So if somebody wants to come here and avoid the crowd, they need to get here early. Good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, what's, the, what's your favorite? you get steak every time? Do y'all get steak? Years ago. Uh, of course, this, this place has been here quite a while. Uh, Bubba and Beth uh, have... Or the the current uh, managers and of the place, um, but they have added things to the menu that they never have had in the past. Um, so uh, I remember years ago that pretty much a steak uh, was all you could get. They would have you know chicken tenders for the kids or something like that. But you came down here specifically for a steak, right. uh, but. 
they've added, uh, of course they have crab legs, uh, they have a new pork chop, they have... And I was going to say, I would say the steak by far until I tried their pork chop. Yeah. And now it's a hard decision, am I getting the steak or am I getting the pork yeah, chop? Because saw, the pork chop's that good. I yeah. saw them and they're thick. Yes. I mean, they're yes. big old... And a good pork chop, man, it's hard to beat, oh, too. And good flavor. And, and, and yes, yes. Thick pork chop, good good flavor. I mean, it's really good. Uh, they offer a, a, a chicken Monterey uh, that's still good. Uh, depending on, you know, how hungry you are, uh, the steak, uh, if you're not used to eating a 16-ounce steak, uh, you're, you're, you're going to be in for uh, a to-go box to yeah. take it home. I saw them coming off the grill, man. They were just some big ones. The uh, the flavoring, uh, what he uses to marinate uh, the steaks, unique flavor, uh, always good. A lot, a lot of people will eat a steak uh, at a different restaurant, eat a steak at home, and say that's just not as good as a Chisholm Lake steak. Right. Okay. So it's it's uh, well known. Uh, one of the things that we do when we leave on a Friday night when we come down is start looking through the parking lot at license plates on cars. Okay. And you, yeah. you'll find out that, of course, we're here in Lauderdale County, uh, you'll find that more vehicles in the parking lot are not from Lauderdale County. Or not, uh, even, from not even from Tennessee. Okay, well, so you got people coming in from all from around. From Missouri, Arkansas, they're not that far through uh, uh, one of the ways that you come down. Uh, it's not very far for those living in Arkansas and uh, Missouri. Right. Uh, but it'll be outside of Lauderdale County, Tipton, Crockett, Dyer, uh, a lot of those surrounding counties yes. that people have traveled down here because they've heard about the state, they've heard about it before, uh, they really like it. And, uh, and there's a lot of we people watch. And I can look at the door from my seat that I typically sit in. Yeah. I can watch the people that walk in the door, and I can tell whether or not they've been here before. <laughs> they have a, a, a deer-in-the-headlights look. They have no idea what to do. And we're, we kind of talk to each other and say, they're not from Should here. I go help them? Should, Should I go, go help them out? Should I tell them what to do? <laughs> well, it is because you order up front, right? Yes. When, you yes. walk, when you walk in the door Correct. right there on the right. And not everybody door. knows that. Yeah. If you're, you're at a typical restaurant, you, you ask to be seated, uh, and then you have a menu, and uh, some waiter or waitress uh, comes by, takes your order. This is very different. Yeah. Uh, but you, you've got to know what to do. And if you right. haven't been here, it's kind of awkward. Uh, when you first come in, you really don't know what to do. But uh, they've got a good wait staff that they typically will see people too and notice that these people aren't from here, uh, that they'll go tell them how to go how the process. Yeah. How it works. So I see you got a salad and a salad bar. Yes. They have a good salad bar? Very good Very salad. Good salad bar. Mm -hmm. I always get a salad when you come to? Yes. Okay. I'm going to eat here in a minute. I'm trying to figure out what I want. I know well, of course, uh, you know, all of your meals come with a baked potato. And uh, you can you can load your baked potato with anything and everything from the bar. Okay. Uh, I'm sure it's and fresh and everything. Everything is fresh. We're sitting here and watch them cut it and up. We're watching yeah. them cut you it see, up. That, that's what matters, man. You got, like if you got local stuff, I know the level is talking about the steaks. And, yes. And the pork chops and everything is local. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's what matters. I mean, right. So for somebody their first their first time here, what should they just, just order? Just start with the steak? Yes. Start with the steak. Start with the steak. Yep. Steak start and with salad the steak. bar. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Uh, depending on uh, whether they bring kids or anything like that, they've got uh, a, a big board. I, I do know on their Facebook page, uh, Chisholm Lake Store, uh, they have photos of the menu. Uh, pricing may have changed over the last few weeks, uh, but the menu has changed. But you can get the menu off of their Facebook page. Uh, they also keep up with uh, whether or not they're open for the weekend. Unfortunately, this place is located in a lower area where it tends to flood periodically throughout the year. And uh, keeping up with uh, their Facebook page, like them on Facebook, and uh, Beth typically will let you know uh, if you can... Wednesday, Thursday. You, know, you, can, you can come down either way. There's two directions uh, here. Um, and uh, she'll let you know, well, it's uh, the road to Ripley is flooded, flooded uh, but the other road uh, coming no in, is, it's okay. Uh, so we, we keep up with them uh, via Facebook uh, to at least know whether or not that they're going to be open for the weekend, and they do a good job of that. Okay. All right. Uh, but coming in, and they, like I said, they've got the, uh, the big board, would at least tell you what they offer uh, so you'll be prepared when you get down here. Alright. So just know when you come in you order first and then sit down. Then you sit down and wait for it. Okay. It sure does smell good in here. I'm going to give you something to eat here in just a minute. But thank y'all Amy and Keith for talking to me. And I'm going to get a steak. Enjoy your steak. Alright. Thank you. Thank you. I ran across John and Jonathan. So it's Big John and Jonathan and Big John is named appropriately because he's about twice my size. But, but do y'all eat here very often? Yeah. You eat here much? When I'm in town, I'll eat every weekend. About every weekend you eat here? Just about. Well, what, what's y'all's favorite things here? Steak and shrimp. Steak and shrimp. Steak and shrimp, I swap it up. Crab leg every now and then. I'm going to try that pork chop over here soon. But Bubba's back here slinging right now, man. I know he's a. Uh, does Bubba know what he's doing on the grill? He might know a little bit about it, but I don't know about how much, you know. Yeah. He might burn one or two yeah. every now and then. What? Well, I'm glad it's him, not me, because I'd be stressed out, man, with all the... Yeah, he's pretty good at what he does. All those orders. So somebody coming here for the first time, what would y'all recommend him? I'd definitely get the steak. If you kind of like crab legs, do both. Yeah. Do the combo. All right. That chicken he got, though, was pretty good, too. The chicken Monterey. Can't go wrong with that, either. Well, Jonathan, you're from here, right? Yes. Where, where about you live? Penny, uh, Tennessee. Okay. Big John, where are you from? You I'm said East Tennessee. East Tennessee. Little town, Kingston, outside Knoxville, south or south of, southwest or southwest of Knoxville. All right. Well, I got a lake house up there. We're just now building up in Jamestown. You know where that is? Yeah. yeah Probably about 40 minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it now you were saying about Bubba now that he walked up, he said, said I don't believe nothing he said. <laughs> hey, listen at him. I will say this. So, yeah. If you come down here and want the well-done steak, you probably ain't going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good, man. I had one earlier. It, you know, I live in Nashville. There's plenty of places to eat there, and that's a good steak oh, that I've had anywhere. I don't know what he puts on it or what he does specially. He won't, he won't tell nobody. I know it, man. I was back here, and he... Every time he go do something to one of them, he turns back where I can yeah. see. You take that bottle and he turns around where you can't see what's on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he ain't gonna let the secret out, but I'd say it's plain Jane. Yeah. So y'all, y'all recommend 
the steakhouse to anybody that happens to want to stop by. Oh, yeah. All right. If you're in town, it'd be well worth the drive. It might be a little out of the way, but good people. All right. It'd be good good restaurant, good food, and better people. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here before y'all's food comes because I don't get way anybody's eating. So. Might throw some elbows here in a minute. They set their food down here. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank y'all for talking to me. Right. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to us on social media and leave a raving review on your favorite podcast app. Also, like us on Facebook and Instagram where you can see pictures and videos of each episode. And as always, thanks for listening.